Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and patriots of all ages, welcome again to In Black and Right. We are the new definition of color commentary. I am, as always, Jerry Brooks, the baby-faced assassin of conservatism, fighting for free speech, freedom of thought, because groupthink doesn't work here. Anyway, uh, before we get into the heart of today's episode, just to let you know, you can always contact us via email at inblackandright at gmail.com. You can also check out our website, inblackandright.net. Uh, just put up some new things, uh, up doing some updates on the news. Uh, so yeah, check it out and check out our online store and pick up one of our signature t-shirts. Great stuff, great looking, and everybody who's gotten one so far absolutely loves them. So, as we get into today's fun episode, now, of course, today, earlier on, we had the tragic shooting on a subway in Brooklyn. It was awful. Ten people were injured. Uh, Their medical conditions are uh, not as yet known what their status is. But apparently, the NYPD has been working overtime, and as of this hour, they have identified the suspect, or at least the person of interest, in the shooting. And, well, that's just how good the New York City Police Department can be when they can actually do their jobs and not have to worry about defunding the police and all this other crud. So, yeah, the, the story has been just an awful tragedy, but at least we, they now have a person of interest or a suspect, whichever you prefer to use, uh, in that shooting. So, yay, happy on that. Uh, hopefully, it is the guy who did it and will be arrested. Uh, there's still a manhunt for him going on in New York City. And, I, and like I said, I hope they are able to catch this guy and throw the book at him in spite of Alvin Bragg, their worthless <clears throat> district attorney. Pardon me. Well, the big news today. Yay, happy. Other big news. Inflation has soared to 8.5%. Like, that's a surprise. Yep, 8.5%, and it's been the biggest spike in inflation since 1981, which was my senior year in high school. So, yay, happy, happy on that one. I mean, it's a mess, and of course, Joe Biden, the vegetable-in-chief, was in Iowa today trying to continue to push forth the nonsensical notion that it's the Putin uh, gas spike. No, Joe, bad dog. No, it's your your goofy administration who's caused this. And even people who are experts in the oil industry saw it coming when you had to take your first day in office and shut down the Keystone Pipeline. And now all the other pipelines because you had to bend over and grab the ankles for the Green New Deal worshippers. And now we're all paying for it. 
all of us. So yeah, I'm a little ticked off, but I'm not surprised. I mean, we are now on our way to 9%. 9% inflation. My Lord. This is good. And then, of course, you hear all the talk of potential food shortages. Great. As if it's not bad enough, you have to pay more in the grocery store under the provision you can actually find what you're looking for. Uh, duh. That's a mess. And I'm really not sure why there are people who are believing what's coming out of this goofball's mouth. I mean, we're now, I mean, just as a little bit of an aside, you now have Saudi Arabia on its television mocking Biden and Harris. I mean, it's not exactly what I would call the best comedy. I mean, it's not exactly what I would call a Saturday Night Live level of uh, performance, but we now have foreign governments mocking our leaders. I mean, it's bad enough when you've got no Gulf, uh, no Persian Gulf leader willing to take Biden's phone call to beg for oil. That was bad enough. Now, do you honestly think that they would do that to a Donald Trump? Uh-uh. Would not happen. That phone would be picked up probably by the second ring. It's like, yes, Mr. President. Yes, we will put your call through right away. Boom. That's not a problem. I mean, when Trump went to Saudi Arabia and the, and the simply gorgeous and stunning first lady went with him, the Saudis didn't even demand that Melania wear one of those headscarves. Now, I think she would look fabulous because, well, she could make anything look fabulous just about. But the fact that they didn't make her wear the traditional headscarf, hmm, that tells you something. That really does tell you something. At least it tells me something. that They respected the man enough is like, hey, no problem. Uh, your wife doesn't have to wear the headscarf. We're not going to make a big deal out of it. Because the one thing that these Middle Eastern leaders respect is strength. And Trump was strong. Very strong. Very savvy. Very smart. So I found that just to be really kind of funny that the Saudis are now making fun of our leaders. Uh <laughs> almost SNL style, but I mean, it shows you how much or how little these people don't respect our leaders. I mean, they could have just settled for Biden, but they went after Biden and Harris. So that tells you right there uh, what some of these people in the leadership of these Persian Gulf nations think about uh our leadership, if you actually want to call it leadership. But, yep, 8.5% inflation, folks. And the biggest driver of that is still fuel prices. Gas at the pump. National average still at $4.10 a gallon. Oh, yay. 
And of course, I keep thinking about all these mealy-mouthed, whiny people who are like, I don't like Trump's tweets. Well, uh, if you get $2 a gallon gasoline, uh, yeah, you'll take it. You will take the tweets. You will like the tweets. Because if you're getting $2 a gallon gas, and yeah, your, your emotional maturity is just going to have to step it up a bit. Seriously. Because this is not funny anymore. When Biden came into office, gas was at an average of $2.20 a gallon. And 15, 16 months later, where are we now? Hmm? So get over your, stu- get over your stupid obsession with t- Trump's tweets. Those tweets helped keep gas prices low. It kept things on store shelves. There weren't any bare shelves in tr- under Trump. There were no supply chain issues under Trump. We didn't have $4 a gallon gasoline. Heck, even more so in some places. Uh, Reno, Nevada, place where I moved from before I came to Florida. $5 a gallon for regular gas. And don't even get me started on diesel because I have a lot of friends who are truck drivers. And so they're having to pay like what, up to six, maybe seven dollars a gallon for ge- for diesel. Ugh, no thank you. Not into that. So just keep going, Joe, and keep trying to push the idea. It's I mean it's like a really bad Jedi mind trick. Putin caused the gas Putin caused all this. Putin is our enemy. It's like no. No, the enemy is the resident at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, Washington, D.C. And that's my story, and I am sure going to stick to it. But, yeah, now one other little disaster that is looming fast is the U.S. border with the southern border with Mexico. Oh, yes. Let's not forget that because you can't blame Putin for this mess. It's a snafu of biblical proportions. Now, keep in mind, Title 42 is expected to go bye-bye on May the 23rd. And when that happens, it's Invasion USA 2022. And they are anticipating 18,000 illegal immigrants a day. Not per week, but per day to cross the border. Now, I did a little math on this. Now, if you get 18,000 people a day crossing the border on a seven-day week, that is 126,000 people per week crossing the border. Now, keep in mind, historically, we had on D-Day, 1944, storming Normandy Beach between American, British, and Canadian forces, 132,000 soldiers, or closer to 133,000, who stormed the beach at Normandy. That is, that is wild. I mean, not much of a difference because it would be an invasion. 126,000, 132,000. Hmm, not much difference there. And yes, it's going to be worse. 
The border is already a mess. Already a mess. So yeah, I'm going uh, yellow. Uh, this is, <laughs> I mean, they're already trying to prepare down in Texas along the Rio Grande Valley. I'm like, holy cow, folks. It, you don't, I can't even begin to see this. And yet, you know, here's all this going on. You know, it's like, oh no, here, Ukraine, Ukraine. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, look, they're trying to throw a squirrel out there. It's like, ooh, squirrel, squirrel. Oh no, here's Ukraine, Ukraine. Uh, oh no, COVID, COVID, COVID. Anything to distract people from the disaster that is the southern border. And it is going to get worse, a lot worse. And those in Congress who are talking about it, I mean, I'll, I'm going to play a little, just a little bit of a guy named Dan Bishop, Congressman Dan Bishop from North Carolina, my beloved home, who, who's talking about this because Title 42, if it goes, I guarantee you, there are already Democrats who are begging, practically begging Biden, no, don't get rid of it, don't get rid of it. And especially in Arizona and Nevada, which has, each of them have a Democrat senator who is vulnerable. And they're not liking all this inflation. They're not liking $5 a gallon gas. They're not exactly thrilled about their vote on Katanji Brown Jackson, essentially letting a Supreme Court justice onto the bench who has a real problem and a history with lenient sentences on child pornographers and child sex predators. Now you throw the loss of Title 42 and the invasion that will follow? Hoo-wee! These people are, and especially Arizona and Nevada, two states I've lived in, have very large and very substantial Hispanic populations. So this is going to be a real hoot, but I'll, I'll let uh, Congressman Bishop of North Carolina kind of let you know what's going on. So hang tight for a moment. I'll play a little bit of this uh, from Newsmax. The, uh, the flood is going to uh, increase, increase to a deluge. So possibly 18,000 illegal migrants crossing per day to be released into the United States. The Title 42... Uh, restriction has allowed about 55% of the 165,000 who came in in February to be immediately sent back out of the country. Uh, the CDC's ending of that takes effect on May, in May. You're just going to see, it's, it's much like the last story you were covering, Emma, about inflation. It just gets worse and worse, and the Biden administration's policies do not do anything to uh, improve the situation, they make it worse. Well, since you brought up inflation, and since it is a top story we're following, that number, 8.5% CPI, uh, sir, what does that mean for your constituents? It's a catastrophe. I mean, and if you took the 1.2% uh, inflation rate for March and you annualize that, you get a number like 14%. I'm not suggesting that, it's, uh, that that's going to be the case, but that's the trend. The trend is even higher. And we've seen for months the Biden administration saying that it's gonna, it's transitory. They don't seem to have a clue, and and they continue to double down on the policies that are making it worse. Yep, 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 yep. 
even though, yeah, I mean, it was kind of a two-for-one there uh, with inflation and the border because they are essentially the same. I mean, the border's going to get worse and worse with Title 42 uh, when it goes away. You also are going to have, you know, inflation's not going to get any better. There's no signs that it's going to get any better. This transitory nonsense, please give me a break on that. I mean, we've had it and we're still going and we're still going and we're still going. Good night, people. This is just crazy. There's no end in sight for this. None. So what do we do? How do we survive all this? I mean, we have preachy Pete Buttigieg, Mr. Clueless, the Alfred E. Newman of the Biden administration, saying that, oh, we're just going to have to settle for these pr gas prices until we can get uh, energy, clean energy independent. Yep, Pete's been smoking something. I don't know what, but he's smoking something. That is ridiculous. That is stupid. We are not the leaders in clean energy. We cannot make it. It's not mainstream. Until you have, if you have to throw millions, if not tens or hundreds of millions of dollars in government subsidies to develop all these clean energy sources, it's not that sustainable. It's not that manageable. I mean, get a clue, people. I mean, I'm not an economist, but I do understand some things. Even Elon Musk has said, Mr. Tesla, Mr. Electric Car has said that we have to drill for oil and gas. Now, if a guy like that is saying something of that magnitude, uh, I suggest y'all would listen. Uh, I really would. Because if one of the richest men in the world, if not the richest man in the world, is saying stuff like this, then uh, you think he has a point? Uh, the answer would be yes. But uh, kind of taking a real hard turn here. There is a story that I find very, very disturbing. Uh, this is along the same lines as what's been going on in Florida because parental rights in this country have been under some of the most vicious assault that I have ever seen in my lifetime. Parents everywhere are being essentially told to either sit down or shut up or we're going to call the FBI on you trying to chill dissent, which <clears throat> that doesn't work because all you're doing is making the mama bears even angrier. And some of them have just gotten to a point where they do not care. They don't care. And they say, to heck with this. So now here's another story from the New York Post that uh, explains the war on kids and families. Now, this is from New Jersey, very blue state. And the headline of it is New Jersey gender identity lessons for first graders prove parents were right to worry. This is a story from April the 10th, just a couple days ago. 
in the New York Post. And I have put this, I put a link to this story on, uh, on inblackandright.net in our special reports section uh, because this is one more in the battlefield, another front of parents' rights being thoroughly assaulted. Now, as I'm looking at this, I'm wanting to take a little bit of some of the story and just share it. It's like just about a it's about a paragraph, but let's see, I'm just trying to look for trying to find it. Uh, let's see. Yes. All right. All right. All right. Oh, okay. Well, okay. The story starts out about in September, the state of New Jersey for first graders will be learning gender identity under new sex education guidelines by the state. Now, parents had received some sample lesson plans uh, at a board of education meeting in a place called Westfield, New Jersey. And Part of it read, and ugh, hang tight. And this is a quote from the uh, from the lesson plans. You might feel like you're a boy, even if you have body parts that some people might tell you are girl parts. You might feel like you're a girl, even if you have body parts that same that some people might tell you uh, are boy parts. And you might not feel like you're a boy or a girl, but you're a little of both. No matter how you feel, you're perfectly normal. And I thought, are you freaking serious? My God, people. These, this is the type of thing that is going on all over the country. And even people like Abigail Disney, who's one of Disney's heirs, and apparently... Uh, she's transgender or whatever and came out and slammed uh, Governor DeSantis parental rights bill and it's like and they're still trying to put forth the notion it's don't say gay don't say gay well there's it doesn't say gay in, in anywhere in the legislation if you are actually not so intellectually lazy and read the actual bill it's not in there Good grief, but still, uh, the mainstream media, especially MSLSD, are going to try to find the kook fringe who somehow want to say that, well, parents shouldn't be doing this. It's like, excuse you? Um, I have asserted this, and I will assert it again. Parents are the first teachers. To uh, For them to essentially abdicate their roles as parents and turn it over to a state employee to go and mess with their kids' minds and try to create some sort of gender dysphoria is not in your job description. And the fact that I'm, I'm not even thrilled with Florida's bill because it didn't go far enough. All it was doing was talking K through 3. I think it should have gone even farther, K through 8. This is stuff that's best saved for 
older students in high school. And I mean, I, that is my, that's my view about it. Some people will agree, some people won't, and that's okay. But for this Abigail Disney to slam uh, Governor DeSantis and the parental education bill, it's like, this is just the first salvo. Because there are other states now who are considering their own versions of parental rights uh, legislation uh, for their respective states. And to say to the uh, alphabet agenda, no, we're not going to turn teachers into groomers. Now, there's definitely a groomer uh, governor in Oregon named Kate Brown or communist COVID Kate. Oh, she would have no problem grooming kids about sexual identity considering she's bisexual. Now, of course, the people, there are going to be people like, well, you're just hateful and mean and blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't care. Shut up. I do not care. I'm not going to be silent just because you happen to be offended. That's not going to happen. But truth tellers need to be out there. There are only two genders. Period. End of discussion. Oh, you can, you know, get all mad and whatever, but it's not going to change the fact that it's true. This gender fluid thing? Gosh, how perverted is that? It is. It's demonic. It's perverted. I mean, this is just not even close to sane. It's not. So, I don't know what people are going to think, but the mama bears are going to be out there, and they're still going to be out there. So you can continue to try to threaten them, try to ram this stuff down kids' throats and mess up their minds for God knows how long, but there will be pushback. And if you think you're all that in a bag of chips, well, okay, you can, but learn the lesson of Virginia. They tried that crap in Loudoun County, and they paid for it. And they're still going to be paying for it because the Attorney General, Jason Meares, still hasn't finished his investigation into why Loudoun County tried to cover up not one but two sexual assaults on a student, on students in their school district. There's no excuse for it. And if somehow they get away with this and there's no arrests, there's no firings, there are no subsequent lawsuits, then justice, my friends, is dead. It's just plain dead, and it won't be had here on earth. And, and I hate to say that, because I like to believe that there would be justice, there would be real accountability, not this fake accountability or fake transparency, but only time will tell. So with that in mind, folks, I think we're just going to call it a day today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, again, check us out at inblackandright.net or send us an email, questions, comments, whatever, to inblackandright at gmail.com. So for today, thank you for listening. God bless. And remember, patriots come in all colors.